I want to preach on this subject. I'm going to give you the title. I'll pray and then let you be seated. Don't forget God. Please, as you get everything you need to get, don't forget God. Father, would you help us now these next few moments? I need your touch. I thank you for your kindness. I thank you for your goodness. As the song we heard, I still believe. I believe this altar can change lives. I believe this book still saves. I believe these young people, I believe the single and married students that are here today still have a desire to want to do right. Build churches, go to the mission field, teach in that school, help in their town that they grew up in or maybe go to a brand new area they've never seen before. But I know that you're preparing their hearts and their lives. I thank you for this place. Help me now these next few moments to rightly divide and help me to bring a truth across that will bring honor and glory to you. I love you. In your name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> don't forget God. I don't know what you are like. I hate packing. There is nothing worse in the world than to pack. Why would you take time? It, it, it doesn't matter, okay? Um, just shove it all in the suitcase, and then when you're ready to go, you, you know, walk out the door. Um, my wife and I are total opposites on that. Um, I think Jenny already is packed for our family vacation of 2020. And um, she's very organized. I thank God for that. I love that. Um, you know, brother guy needs apps. I have Jenny. And so I don't, I don't know why I'm busting on him. I really think he's a cool guy. I wish I looked like him. That's what it, it's envy. It's coming out. Um, but um, uh, I, I, I just, I'm not that kind of guy. I don't, I don't pack early. You know, I, our flight Monday, or Wednesday flew out at 620. Okay, so that means we don't have to leave the house till 515 or so. The airport's right down the road. And then, which means I don't have to get up till 415, which means I don't have to pack. And if we're leaving at 515, well, about five, um, you know, just start shoving things in the suitcase and, <laughs> and see. And, uh, you know, you forget things. There's Walmart everywhere, so you're okay. And uh, there's Walmart in heaven, man. And so, not really. Uh, but, um, you know, I'm just, I'm not a packer. And so, um, for instance, we had to change our flight and we'll fly out tonight at 11 because a good man, uh, 80 years of age, that served at Liberty Baptist Church for 35 years as an assistant pastor. And you talk about exactly what was taught yesterday. That was Brother Ron Christ. And uh, he's been in hospice for the last uh, few days, but he graduated, went home to be with the Lord and a tremendous man of God, great giant of the faith. And we'll have his homegoing service in the morning. So y'all pray for that. But uh, tremendous man. But, you know, we'll fly out tonight at 11. So, hey, we don't have to put everything together till you know, 9 and 10. Uh, but uh, we're staying at Brother Gibbs' place across the parking lot. And I've uh, been looking for him, but he's not in there. So, but <laughs> packing. I'm just the kind that just shove it all in the suitcase and, you know. However, that's probably not the wisest thing to do. That's why she never forgets anything, and I do. That's why I'm always going, oh, no. <laughs> and she says, what now? And uh, no, you didn't. And it's bad. But it's like, babe, I, got, I, I need to go. I must needs go. I talk in King James. And I must needs go to the mall. And so I forgot a tie. I forgot a suit. I forgot a child, you know. And uh, you never know. 
but uh, remember, as you go on a trip, by way of introduction, let me say you need to remember to plan. Now, you have no idea where God's going to take you. Some of you have many desires. There's probably some men in here. You have a desire to start a church. That's tremendous. Maybe you have a desire to go to a mission field. That's wonderful. My wife knows I'd go to the mission field tomorrow if God gave me the green light. I love it. Uh, preaching Mexico City, Philippines, and Peru, and you name it. I mean, I just, to see people so hungry for the gospel. And they're just there saying, is that, you going to preach some more? You're not done, are you? You know, I just love that. You young ladies, I don't know what God's laid on your heart, and, uh, but God calls young ladies as well. And, and maybe it's to teach, maybe it's to help that man of God on that mission field. Whatever it is, you need to plan. It, what was said in Exodus where Moses stood before Pharaoh, and Pharaoh said, I tell you what, you can take this, but leave this. And then he came back and said, well, okay, take this, but leave your cattle. And Moses said this, there will not be a hoof left behind. He said, because we do not know what God's going to require of us when we get out in the wilderness. So everything that has our stamp on it is going with us because I want to be ready to serve my God. So as you plan to go out into the ministry, and you're in the ministry now, we understand that. But as you plan to go wherever God's going to have you, start making some plans. Start making your list. You know, I may have to deal with some teenagers, so I may need to get some ideas about I, I may have to deal with some cactus kids and <laughs> like to beat with a cactus. And if I need to get some ideas on how to love those little demons and I, I need to figure out, I'm going to have to counsel some marriages. So anytime I hear a man of God uh, talk about that counseling, man, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wake up, I'm going to look up and I'm, gonna, I'm going to plan. We, we need to plan. I want to also say by way of introduction, there needs to be not only plan, but preparation. Preparation. I don't know what I'll need. When I graduated from college, I was going into full-time evangelism. I was already traveling in meetings throughout my college time. I don't know why, but God had people calling, so I show up. And when they don't call, I show up. Hey, buddy. And you have anybody preaching tonight? Okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, just slip in. But I, I don't know. God had already done that. So my wife and I uh, graduated and we got married and took off full-time uh, evangelism and did that for about a, a decade. And we traveled all over and it was great. But in college, I still prepared three messages a week as if I was going to have to preach to the same people three times a week. Now I go back and read those outlines. It's like, whoa, what were you thinking? And uh, man, that is pathetic. And so, but wait a minute, I wanted to prepare because I didn't know where exactly God was going to take me. And young people in college, I, I say young people, I'm so sorry, please, I'm not trying to be little. I'm used to preaching teenagers a lot. But you need to plan and you need to prepare. But I also want to say this, remember there is a price. There's a price. Because understand, when you forget to pack, when you forget to prepare, when I get somewhere and because of the style of packing that I do, I forget things and, and there's going to be things that I have to say, oh, I need that and I need that now. Now I'm at the mercy of wherever I'm at because I need to replace what I forgot to pack. Some of you are going to get down life's road and because you did not prepare properly and because you did not plan properly, it's going to cost you more because you should have had it back there. And you should have put it all together back here so that when you arrived where God wanted you to go, you're ready. And there's some things that you can't put a price on. So I would encourage you, even while you're here studying for the ministry, there's temptations that the devil will put your way. 
There's things that the devil will try to draw you into and he'll always, it never ends. He'll always try to draw us in to where we're going to find ourselves in temptation's way and we're going to, we could get ourselves in trouble. Let me tell you, young people, don't sell that purity. Do not sell your holiness. Do not sell your integrity. Do not sell because that price tag, that's expensive. I love the fact I can look at my wife and say, I love you and only you and no one else. I love the fact I can tell my children Hey, sons, that's how you ought to love a wife. That's how you ought to take care of a wife. Hey, I've never smoked a cigarette. I've never drank a beer. I've never done drugs. My drugs were like many of y'all. Mom and Dad just drug me to church. That was about it. <laughs> or Mountain Dew. I drink a lot of that. But, um, but you know, there, there's, I'm glad that somebody taught me and someone told me, hey, you might want to hang on to that because that's going to cost a whole lot more down life's road. But... As you get ready to go in to your ministry, don't forget God. As you pack, as you put everything in, and, and are your moms crazy like all mamas? You're going to college. I mean, you're at the age you can do anything that you want legally, most of you. Anything. Most of y'all, there's no one in this country that would stop you because, but yet your mama said, did you get your toothpaste? You're like, Mom, I'm 23. When I candidated at the church, um, went there, and I was 42 years of age. My mom calls me on the Saturday before that Sunday I'm candidating at Liberty. And she says, Scott, or she calls me Scotty. Scotty, did you buy a new shirt? It's like, Mom, I'm 42. Leave me alone. <laughs> she goes, now you be nice to those people. <laughs> I was like, of course I'm going to be nice on that day, trying to get the job. And uh, little did they know. But uh, I, she goes, now you get a new shirt, and get you a new tie, and uh, make sure your socks are clean. You got to have clean socks, boy. And I said, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You know what? Your mama or your dad or whoever it is in your world that runs your world, they're going to always remind you, hey, don't forget. Hey, don't forget, remember junior camp? Yeah, that's how you know your pastor back home doesn't like you. He sends you as a counselor to junior camp. How would you like a spiritual opportunity? What is it? <laughs> you want to go to junior camp? Uh, sure. And uh, the neat thing about it is they have suitcases, but they never open them. And it's all good. And did, did you take a shower? No, I went swimming. And, you know, it's, it's junior camp. But that's how we pack. And we always want to make sure that we pack the right things. There's the necessities that you need for the trip. You don't know how long you're going to be. You don't know where God is going to take you. And you need things that God will give you to help you to plan and prepare. And I'll, I'll notice here in Ecclesiastes 12, 1, number one, don't forget God in the beginning. In the beginning. He said, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. We need to remember God. Don't forget God, college student. In the beginning. In the beginning of what? Well, first of all, in the beginning of life. Because he said, remember him now. That's immediate. That's right now. And of course, we're to remember our creator. That's God in the days of thy youth. You know, youth is exciting. Youth has strength. You know, you're able to run and, and uh, ha have a good time. And you can go and go and go. You'll eat pizza at two in the morning. It don't bother you. And I'll go preach a lot of teen camps. And man, I'll play any sport with the guys. But then now I go back to the cabin. It's like, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> you wake up the next morning like, 
Holy Father, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that raised Lazarus from the dead, give me that same power right now. Amen. And because as you age, boy, all of a sudden you start hurting. That's like, whoa, I didn't even know I had a muscle back there. That's pretty cool. And, uh, but now it's torn. And uh, it's bad. You know, you see people at the altars like, boy, that brother's really praying. No, he can't stand up. You need to go help him out. He said, remember him now in the days of thy youth. That's, that's in your life, in your life of salvation. I, if, you're, if you're here today, and, and I'm, I'm not so naive as to think there's not one here that's still playing the game. You know church, you know protocol, you know how it all is, but you've never trusted Christ. You're trusting everybody else's experience. But my friend, I'd hate to die and go to hell from West Coast Baptist College. I'd hate to die and go to hell from Lancaster Baptist Church. And you need to remember God in your life and understand that, 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 that life, that salvation, we can't change it. It only goes one way. It's through Jesus Christ. I was on a flight coming back from a meeting and it one of those meetings where it's just the, the last night of the meeting, it was super late. And then the pastor and, and, and a bunch of his guys, they just, you know, preachers don't gossip, we counsel. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's gossip. Women don't, don't get you know, mad when we preach about women gossiping, bless God. Men can out-gossip you all day long. We just spiritualize it. Hey, brother, pray for so-and-so. What happened? And uh, then we know how to pray. But uh, we stayed up to about 1.30 in the morning or so and just having a good time of fellowship. And, and then, but he was going to pick me up at 3.30 from the hotel and get to the airport. I'm thinking, oh, my soul. So I just went back and showered, changed clothes, and stayed awake because I knew if I, if I went down, I was out for the count. And so when I finally got on the plane, I'm tired. And if you've ever been so tired, you just, you just don't, you know, just you're in the, that zone. Just everybody leave me alone, okay? Like right now, you're like, if you left, if you finished early, we would not be offended. And, but I'm sitting on the flight, and I've got my Bible open. I'm not even reading it. Like, I'm such a hypocrite. I'm sitting there with the Bible, and I'm just staring at it. And I can't even see the words. <laughs> and I'm tired. Flight fills up. I'm not really paying attention. But have you ever felt somebody staring at you? And I'm sitting on the aisle. I always want to be on the exit aisle because I want to get out first. <laughs> and uh, others, Lord, yes, others. And, but there's a guy across the thing, and I hear someone go, excuse me, my son. <laughs> I knew I was tired, but I didn't know I was fine with my daddy. <laughs> and I, hear, I say, excuse me, my son. And I'm thinking, he said it again. I looked over, and it was a, they call him priest, but I don't believe in him. And so he's sitting over there across the aisle, and he's looking at me, and he's, and he said it again. I, and there was a guy sitting in the seat next by the window. And I tapped him. I said, hey, your daddy wants you. <laughs> that guy looked over. He said, he ain't my daddy. Amen. <laughs> and so I looked at him. I said, excuse me. Are you, are you, I'm, I'm sorry. Are you talking to me? He said, yes, my son. <laughs> Yo, I don't know you. And uh, I was like, <laughs> I said, uh, can I help you? He said, well, I noticed you're reading the Holy Scriptures. And I said, well, yeah, I'm reading my Bible. And he said, do you have any questions, my son? I said, yeah. I said, over here. So I just took him through the Romans Road. And I have to be honest with you, he explained it very well. You thought he was trained here. I said, Romans 3.23, for all I've seen, oh, well, my son. He said, all, that's everyone, means sin. We transgress against a holy God and fallen short. He's perfect. And, went through the whole thing. and I mean, he's doing good. 
I took in Romans 3.10. I took in Romans 5.8.9.10. Romans 6.23. Romans 5.12. Romans 10.9.10. And I mean, he's doing good right down the line. I said, well, I've got one more. Romans 10.13. For whosoever shall call by the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I said, what in the world? Oh, well, my son, whosoever, that means anyone, shall call. The, we do that through prayer. And upon the name of the Lord, it went the whole thing. I said, okay, so where are you? He said, excuse me? I said, according to what you just explained to me, you're out of a job. Because you just told me I can go straight to Jesus. So I don't need you. You're fired. <laughs> he looked at me and went, what are you? I said, I am one tired, independent, fundamental, Baptist, missionary, premillennial, Baptist, biscuit eating, gravy sopping. Mm. In your face, Baptist! He went, excuse me, could I change seats, please? He's gone, man. I can't change it for anybody. And you better remember God in the beginning of your life. Right now, do you know him? Let me say quickly, we need to remember God in the beginning when it comes to labor. Not only in life, but in your labor. He said in Lamentations, it's good to work in your youth. To, in a, in a, a country that we live in, I love America, I really do. I love our land, I love our country, but we are messed up, y'all. And I mean, nobody has to work anymore. We'll pay for everything and, and you don't have to labor. No, 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 you have to roll up your sleeves and get to work. If you're going to pass midterms, you have to work. If you're going to pass your classes, you need to work. If you want a ministry like this, and I'm not just talking about size-wise, but if you want a ministry that glorifies God, that brings honor and glory to Christ and reaches people with the gospel of Jesus Christ, it'll take some labor. There's no free ride in the ministry, friend. There's no free ride in a good marriage. There's no free ride when it comes to serving God. And we need some young people that'll be willing to stand up and to work hard and, and give it all they have in the days of thy youth. Find a place that you can serve and serve. In you labor. But I want to say also in the beginning, not only of life and labor, but of loyalties. Don't forget God in the beginning with your loyalties. Boy, there's something about having a true friend. When you have a real friend, boy, isn't that worth a million dollars? Because there's going to come a time when you're, being, when you're discouraged and you're going through some battles and you're going through a tough time. And it's good to have that friend that says, hey, you can make it. It'll be okay. I have dear preacher friends in the ministry. We don't get to spend a lot of time together. But through texting, every Saturday night, Dr. R texts me. I'm the only one he ever texts. Don't let him tell you he texts other people. I'm it. <laughs> but religiously, every Saturday night I get a text from that man. And it's praying for my friend in North Carolina or praying y'all have a good day tomorrow or I hear this is coming up. And I'm thinking, man, I know you have a couple things to do. But can I tell you something? That's an encouragement. And there's been many times when the weight is heavy. And there's been many times, and let me just tell you, the ministry's fun, it's great, I love it. But there are times you have tough days. 
And there are times you have to go talk to that mother, you have to break some horrible news to that dad, or you have to look at a teenager that's making a bad decision and you're praying to God they'll stay focused and they'll buy in and they'll hitch their wagon onto God. And, and there's a, lot, a tough time, but it's always good to have the right kind of friend that'll encourage you not to change. That song they sang, there's more to it than just singing cute words. And there's more to it than just saying, yeah, I believe, amen. No, no, no. I hope you will still be doing it. And 20 years later, you'll still be doing it. And if the Lord that there'll be a group of young people that'll go out of here with the God and the power of God and the Bible in their hand that are still doing the right things. Amen. But you'll need good friends. You better pick good friends while you're in college. Don't look around, but y'all know there's bad ones here. Everybody okay? You get, hey, go work at a job while you're in college. Be careful. The devil will plant some people there. Why, why, do you, why do you give your life to that? Well, why do you give your life to Taco Bell? <laughs> you know, wearing a headset's not like the height of your life. Welcome. Hot or mild. You know, that's not, that's not how it... No, in the beginning of life and labor and loyalties, but number two, don't forget God in the battles. He said, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth while the evil days come not. So that tells me the evil days are coming. And when the evil days come not in the battles of life, we need to remember God. Have you ever been scared out of your mind? I was preaching, this was years ago. And I was preaching a meeting in Atlanta, Georgia. And the youth pastor that was there, he set me up. And uh, just an evil man, but good friend. And he set me up. He, we were going to look at fireworks after the, the youth rally was done. And he had told me, and normally, you know, you like to change clothes and stuff after you're done preaching. Normally, he said, uh, uh, normally I do that. Well, this time he had said, hey, Brother Gray, leave all your stuff at the hotel. We'll, we'll give you time to go back and change and we'll meet you. And he had, you know, so I'm buying into it. Okay, good. We finished the youth rally, get done. And he had the teenage boys, you know, they're all in it because they're evil. Like your youth pastor has talked you into things. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And uh, it's all under the blood. Jesus paid it all. And, but uh, they would keep me there. Hey, sign this Bible. Sign that Bible. I signed my own Bible three times. And so they'd pick it up. Hey, sign this. It's like, wait a minute. This is mine. And get a picture and all that kind of stuff. Well, he, went, he snuck back to my hotel. And he had gotten a key. So he went in the room. And when he went in, he had taken out what light bulbs he could. So when I'd come in, no lights are on. He's dressed in all black. He's hiding in the closet. Or where the, the hanging part is. He's my height, but he's about as wide as two of these pulpits. Okay. I get to the hotel. I go run up the stairs. I hit the door, open up, I hit the switch. The lights didn't come on. It's no big deal. I know where I'm at. There's two beds. There's a sink. There's a bathroom. There's a closet. So I ran in there to go freshen up, change clothes. When I turned the corner or turned around to go into the restroom, I hear those hangers dangling. And for a split second, I thought, what was... And about that time when I said that, he came out and he wrapped me up and he picks me up and he's growling like a bear. <laughs> and I, I can't move. I can't move. And, and my life flashed before my eyes. It was a very sad picture <laughs> and only lasted like two seconds. Man. And uh, but he, he, I'm scared out of my mind. He's, and I mean, he's just squeezing. I thought, oh dear God, I'm going to die. You know, I always thought it would be like a heroic type thing, but I'm going to die screaming like a little girl. And so I, I don't know why. It's the only thing I can think of. And I just went mm, as hard as I could. Hit him square in the nose. Great shot. 
he lets me go and I turn around and I'm just going to just, you know, start swinging or something. I'm just looking to get out of this door. Okay. There's no big time hero picture here. All right. So I hit it. He let go. And when he drops down, I turn around just to smack whoever this is one good time and then run out the door. And I hear Brennan Gray. I'm like, oh dear Lord, he knows my name. What kind of robber is this, you know? And finally he's like, Brother Gray, wait, it's me, it's me. And I look down, you heathen. And I mean, I'm shaking, my adrenaline's, I mean, I, I'm ready to run. He's like, what are you doing? I thought it'd be funny. It's not funny. But now it's funny who got the blood coming out their nose, yeah. To this day, that was 21 years ago. To this day, I walk into a hotel. You can ask my wife. I get to the bed. And <laughs> I go to the bathroom, pull the curtain back. You know, what would you do if someone's there? <laughs> I don't know what I do. But I got to calm my nerves. I'm looking everywhere, man. What's going on in here? I don't know when a battle is coming. But you live long enough, a battle's coming. Right now, all your friends are good. Everyone's happy. Relationships are well. Church back home is fine. There are no problems. But then there's some that have entered into a battle. You got that call from your pastor and said, hey, pray for me. Hey, I don't want to put more on you, but your mom and daddy aren't doing well. Or I, I, your brother, he's not acting wisely. Or your youth pastor called and said, hey, pray for. And you're entering into a battle. I want to say, don't forget God in the battles. A couple thoughts underneath here. First of all, Praise Him in peacetime. Praise Him in the peace. When there is a time of peace, when all is well, somebody took the midterm and if someone asked, how'd it go? <laughs> well, I think I spelt my name correctly. <laughs> you know, they said read chapters 1 through 10, but then they put the test to chapters 11 through 15. Wait a minute. Get careful and uh, murmuring amongst the people. But there's some right now, everything's good. Okay, when it's good, don't forget God. Why would we take credit for anything that's gone well? Why would we forget the one that gave us the breath we're breathing right now? Why would we forget the one that gave us that good home church and that good home pastor that loves you and a place like this that cares for you and works hard to keep a good balance and they want to they, they please the Lord? And why would I forget that in the peacetime? Enjoy. Man, when you hear the good songs of Zion, whoo, yes, enjoy. You know, and don't, don't, come on now, we go to ball games and enjoy. And I'll enjoy anything. Like we were here for the basketball tournament and the y'all's college team was playing. I'm not a student of West Coast. I've never played on their basketball team. But buddy, I was cheering for them. And we messed up and sat with the weird section. And we're just on a journey. I mean, here we go. Having a good old time. But let me tell you something. Enjoy that. And isn't it interesting? Boy, I'm from Durham, okay? That's the mecca of college basketball. Like, you want to split a church? Wear something. Like, that's the wrong color for half my people, okay? They want to know when I candidated there, no one asked me about the virgin birth or the verbal plenary inspiration of the scripture. What do you think about the, vi the visible return of our Lord Jesus? No, they said, what color blue do you like? Duke blue or UNC blue? Amen. Hey, let me tell you something. We'll, we'll go there and boy, we'll enjoy it. And you should. I have fun everywhere. Every 24 hours, smile at something. Laugh at somebody. 
There's a lot of creation out there that God put there just for you. <laughs> go to the mall. Just sit there and watch and go, <laughs> wow. You have so many piercings in your face. If you took them all out and took a drink, psh, it'd come out everywhere, man. <laughs> in the peacetime, enjoy. But wait a minute. Prepare for war. Remember, don't forget God. Praise Him in the peace, but let her be prepare for war. I, I don't, I, and I, I've said it, I, I don't want to be a gloom and doom. I, I'm not the kind of guy where, you know, we're at the end times. I, I know where we're at. So to me, that means, you, I, I don't watch a lot of NASCAR, okay? I know I'm from North Carolina and everything, and you ought to watch it. But I don't watch a lot of it. But let me tell you, when they get to the end of the race, no, 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 that's the time they, they, they hit the accelerator. That's the time to blow the engine, man. That's the time to give it everything you have. We're trying to finish well. We're trying to reach every soul we can. If, this, if we really believe we're in the end times, then let's quit playing games. Let's get after it. But I know that a war is coming. I know that a battle is coming because the more you do for God, the more attention you're going to get from the devil and he's going to want to attack and he's going to want to distract you and get you off base. And Don't let him do that, but you need to prepare for war. And when those evil days come, God... Remember God in the beginning. Remember God in the battles. And number three, remember God in the basics. Remember God in the basics. Verse number 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. He said, we're going to wrap it all up in this. Fear God. What's the basics? The first basic is just reverence. Reverence. Fear God. As you pack through life, that's why I brought my briefcase up here. I'll go through the airport like y'all do. But I like to be TSA pre-check. Because I don't want to take off my shoes and my coat and my tie and my shirt, you know, and it's bad. I, I like to go through and, and I like to sneak as many things through as I can. Y'all pray for me. But as you go through life, as a little kid, I don't have time to illustrate it like I'd want to, but as a, a kindergarten age through elementary, you don't have to worry about anything. Somebody is there to pack it for you. They packed your lunch, <laughs> they Velcroed it to your hand, and they said, walk that way. And they gave you freedom for about 20 steps. And then there was a teacher that took you by your hand. And you don't have to think much when you're little. Then as a teenager, they try to give you some freedom, but... We messed a lot of that up, didn't we? And we overstepped some boundaries and we, you know. But you still got a little bit of freedom. Now at the college age, boy, you got a lot of freedom. Mom and dad have no idea what you're doing halftime. They have no idea where you're at. They have no idea where you're working. They're hoping you're okay. Unfortunately, some don't respond to them and some don't keep them in touch. And I think that's unwise. I think you ought to keep them very close to you as long as you have them. But as you pack... And as we've taken you through life, are you, are you ready? Are you ready to pastor that church? Are you ready to go to the mission field? Are you ready to counsel that couple that they sit down and they say, I'll do everything you tell me to do because we're done. Matter of fact, when they sat down, he's on that end of the couch and she's on this end of the couch and they're mad. But whatever you tell us to do, we're going to do it because we trust you. Here's our life. Are you ready? Oh, college is a blast. Don't misunderstand. Love it. 
Love every bit of it. Go to every activity. Go to every game. You, you've got the greatest people in the world. Right? They'll, they'll prepare it all. But when you leave, Phil, could I use you? Would that embarrass you? It's too late now, isn't it? I have three sons. Scotty, uh, my oldest, he got married about eight months ago. Is that right? And uh, the Lord's allowed him to serve at the church there, and I'm, I'm happy for that. Phillip's our middle, and Stephen, our youngest, he graduated from high school this year. Wow. As they were growing up, every week we would spend time together, and we would always spend time as a family, but then they'd always try to spend time individually. And my boys know there's not a question you can't ask. Let's talk. You know how to make money? Let's talk. You want to know about girls? Let's talk. There's nothing taboo in our house. Ask any question, because I'd rather you ask me than to ask somebody else. And half the times as parents, you'll figure this out. You're making stuff up. But <laughs> it buys you time to run to your prayer closet and make a phone call. Dad, <laughs> help. And then my dad's an evil man. He just laughs at you. <laughs> Welcome to the real world. And... Uh, uh, one day. And uh, my dad always laughs at me, son, I used to change your diapers. I said, yeah, if time keeps going, I'll change yours. And, uh, but um, <laughs> he and I preach together. It's awesome. But as we go through life and as you're younger and you know, as we get to this time and then finally, it's like, um, okay, I think, I think we have everything. If you'll slowly feel, just start walking that way and we can only go with you so far. And it used to be in the airport, you go all the way to the airplane. Remember that? You get on, go half the trip, then they push you out. But now you have to stop right here. And as we go through life, all the way till when you graduate, and pastor says, as, a, as the president, here's the diploma, we've given you everything we can give you. Um, please don't forget God. Um, I taught you about life. I taught you to keep yourself pure. Um, your mom loves you. Um, your uncle, phenomenal preacher. Uncle Bob loves you. Boy, he is, he, he's there if you need him. Um, Paul, don't, don't forget Paul. Boy, he travels every week. He, he loves you. Um, are you good? You got money? Um, you know where you're going? <laughs> Wrong question. <laughs> you punk. You have your tickets. Um, somebody will be there to, to get you. Um, hope it goes well. And then we have to stand over here and say, uh, would you be kind? Would you meet the needs? I know you're adults. I know you're in the ministry now. You're men and ladies of God, and I have 100 respect for that. But would you let Coach Beeson and Brother Goddard and Brother Weaver, and we can go on and on through the list, Brother England, would you allow them to double check and say, have you got everything? Young man, I'm glad you know how to organize, and I'm glad you're learning how to put a church budget together. But if you don't have God... You can be as organized as you want. Shut the thing down because you're wasting your time. But I'm going to tell you this. Any man or woman of God that has the touch of God on them can face anyone on this planet. 
Because I know I've got him. And I've been to a lot of places in my spiritual life where I did not have what everybody else had. And I don't have that talent and I'm not able to do that. And I don't look as good as they do. And I don't have the money they have. And I didn't have the privilege that they had. And Brother Scott, you understand, I didn't grow up in a home like you grew up in. They have a good godly mom and dad that love you and care for you. I didn't have all that you have. I'm not a preacher's kid. And I didn't grow up in church. Or maybe this is brand new to me. Or maybe I just got in. Or maybe I grew up that way, but I've taken it for granted. and, And now I'm waking up a little bit. I beg you, before you walk out of this college, before you walk out of this ministry before you walk away into your own world cotton pick get a hold of God and get him in your life and get him in everything you do and don't let one day go by where you don't say I got everything I forgot you how many times I've said uh, wait I'll be right back and I've gone back into my office and shut the door said God I'm so sorry I failed to get you. And it's almost like, I've got 60 seconds. It's almost like as a little boy, my dad traveled every week of the world, still does, but traveled every week of the world. I don't know how many times, brother, I'd pack my bag hoping he'd ask me, hey, Scotty, you want to go with me? And I wonder how many times God is waiting for you to ask. You sang yesterday? Was that you? Did you sing the solo? Who sang yesterday? You look just like him. You should have took credit. <laughs> just like the young man that sang yesterday. Great song, never heard for. Did a good job. And I, I hope when he walked up, he said, uh, could you help me? Quartet, good sound. I don't know of a better. But before you perform, make sure you pray. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Are you packed? Are you ready? You're fixing to get out of here. Do do you have God?